Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to an instant analysis of Inside Boxing Live. We are coming off the heels of Saul Canelo Alvarez win over Callum Smith. Dominating performance. I am your host, of course, Dan Canobio. Literally just put down the CompuBox keypad, stepped into the virtual booth just like Michael Buffer did, and I'm ready to riff for a few minutes, have a, an adult beverage in my hand, and let's talk about what Canelo Alvarez just did inside of that ring coming off of a 13-month layoff canelo with a very mayweather-esque performance absolutely dominating callum smith uh unanimous decision victory take a look at the CompuBox punch stats complete dominance from canelo alvarez 57 percent of his landed power shots uh he out jabbed the jabber which was uh shocking or maybe not 88 to 44 in the jab department we said before the fight that Canelo was going to go to the body. We gave you the stats all week long on Canelo, Canelo versus tall opponents, how he has had a ton of success going to the body, and he did that. 61 of his 126 landed power shots were to the body, and he made some history because it seems like every time Canelo steps into the ring, he makes history. He becomes just the fourth Mexican to win a world title in four different weight classes, joining some very uh, big names in the Mexican uh, history, Jorge Arce, Eric Morales, and Juan Manuel Marquez. But Cano is the story, and that is the story because he is the best boxer in the game right now. He is going to be very hard to beat over the next two to three years. Uh, I still think he's at the top of his powers. Uh, I think he's coming into his own. Uh, in this fight, he didn't throw a lot of punches. He only threw 200, uh, 494 punches. Threw 220 power shots, and he landed 57%. Wow. He limited Callum Smith to just 24% of his punches. So that's why I say Mayweather rest, because this was, this was Floyd Mayweather. I mean, th- his only loss came to Floyd Mayweather. Uh, you know, arguably maybe did he lose one of those Golovkin fights, but his only loss, his only blemish on his record besides the draw is a loss to Floyd Mayweather, and this was a Floyd Mayweather performance. Defense. Precision power shots. We haven't seen a guy with precision like that throwing power since Floyd. I mean, he's consensus pound for pound. It's so hard to get boxing fans to agree on anything. So hard to get boxing fans to come in unison, unless we're ripping into the bridge weights, ripping into the alphabets, the sanctioning bodies, maybe Brian Kenny. But uh, uh, I think boxing fans as a whole, all over the world, can agree that Canelo Alvarez is the guy in boxing right now. Um, I thought that he looked great considering he hadn't fought in 13 months. I think the fact that he was even in the ring was a minor miracle considering the type of year uh, that we've had with the coronavirus, considering the type of year that he had with Golden Boy in and out of the uh, courtrooms. What is, how does Oscar feel about that performance? I saw that he posted some type of video of him training, which was uh, kind of sad. But um, first fight, not with Golden Boy. Uh, probably since earlier in his career when he signed back over. He was, you know, went through litigation before in his career, Canelo, but this is his first fight since the split with Golden Boy. Uh, teams up with Matchroom. They did a tremendous job this weekend. They've been on a tremendous run these last couple weeks uh, with uh, 
from Anthony Joshua last week, and then Can uh, Triple G, who we'll talk about in a little bit on Friday night, and now Canelo at the Alamo Dome. It was nice to see fans in the crowd. It was nice to see Michael Buffer, even though he came to us via his garage, <laughs> some type of virtual performance. That was interesting, uh, to say the least. But, yeah, Canelo's a story. I mean, that performance was something. The two shut out, basically shut out. I know uh, there was one judge who gave three rounds to Smith. I thought that was pretty generous. But to, to shut out a fighter like Callum Smith, who is the guy at 168, and to make him look that pedestrian, that is just some dominant stuff. Outstanding. From Canelo Alvarez. A, a great performance. What's next? We always want to know what's next. We always want to talk about, I think we can start asking that question around the fifth round. We can start thinking about, is he going to fight Golovkin next? He was asked that by by Chris Mannix, who I thought was great tonight. Mannix, we'll get to that too. His, his uh, interviews with Terrence Crawford, you know, Timo Lopez juggling. You know, the zone had a lot of moving parts tonight. There was about 45 different uh, broadcasters on the telecast tonight. But what's next for, for, for Canelo? Uh, the Golovkin fought on Friday. He looked he looked good. I thought that he looked uh, as good as you could possibly look against a no hoper in Sharametta. You know the Golovkin fight's out there. That's always going to be out there. But even when he was asked tonight about it, he immediately rolled his eyes. Canelo. He wants no part of it. He's chasing titles. He's chasing legacy. A third fight with Golovkin. There's no belt on the line uh, unless he goes down to 116. He's not doing that. Not going to fight for Golovkin's IBF strap. He's chasing titles. He's chasing legacy. He's not going to give Golovkin the satisfaction of another payday. Just, just what it is, what it is. And the zone is not going to force him. No one can force him. He's a free agent. So my guess is he fights like a Caleb Plant. Uh, he fights maybe B.J. Saunders, someone with belts. You know, I hope it's Plant. Um, even though I think he he'll beat Plant pretty easily. I mean, the only way you're going to beat Canelo is with is with volume. And if you're going to throw a lot of volume, you better have a really good chin because his precise, as you saw, 57% of his power shots. Benavidez. David Benavidez versus Canelo Alvarez. If Benavidez can make 168 and you know that he's has a kid now, <laughs> Benavidez is going to try to do everything he can to make the weight. That would be a war. That's the type. Benavidez is the type of guy that will bring out the best in Canelo. He will push Canelo because he throws a ton of punches. He has power, has very good defense, has a good chin from everything we've seen so far. Those are the two names at 168. Um, B.J. Saunders has a belt. That fight does nothing for me. Uh, I think a lot of fans could agree with that. It's Plant and it's Benavidez in the next two. Uh, if Charlo wants to move up, we're going to see a lot of guys at 160 move up. I think I don't think Golovkin's too long for that. Maybe he fights Munguia, but you know Charlo might move up. Uh, Errol Spence was in attendance. He had some interesting things to say. Uh, he talked about a fight with Canelo. That's that's a pipe dream. I think that's that's like a negotiating tactic, in order to uh, maybe you know, who knows what Errol Spence is thinking these days. <laughs> it's kind of hard to figure out uh, what's going through the mind of some of the top fighters today. But Canelo Alvarez is the story. He is the guy. He is the man. He is a joy to watch. I tweeted out earlier in the day that it was a minor miracle that we got Canelo in the ring just a month ago. He was still in, in litigation. You know, we thought that he was going to be another Mikey Garcia. We thought it was going to be another Andre Ward, where we don't see a top fighter fight for a long time. They were sitting on the shelf because their biggest fight is w in the courtroom with lawyers. Didn't happen with Canelo. They had the split, and we got the fight. He, he, he was dead set on fighting in 2020, Canelo. Got the fight. 
It looked amazing. Coming off 13-month layoff, career-long, and he was able to, to basically pitch a shutout against a very tough opponent, a guy who was six foot three. Talk about Callum Smith for a second. I mean, what were you doing in there, man? Didn't throw enough power. Didn't really commit to any of his power shots. Was throwing jabs, but wasn't really intending in, uh, uh, of landing them. I'm not really sure what his game plan was. Didn't have much of a game plan going in. But gets a nice payday. Canelo also, no, some more history, is he beats another set of brothers, Canelo. He has now beaten the Cotto brothers, Jose and Miguel, and the Smith brothers, Callum and Liam. And uh, <laughs> maybe the Charlos, wake him up. Maybe the Durrell brothers are next. Canelo loves chasing history. Who's next? He's not going to fight the Kenobio brothers, that's for sure. We only count the punches. We don't, we don't, fi we don't fight, you know. Uh, but uh, all in all, great night. Uh, great weekend. How about what we saw from Golovkin on Friday night? Defeating Sharameta, his, uh, his mandatory. I thought he looked great. I thought he... Yeah, he's 38 years old. You have to, you know, that has to come into into account. And he was fighting a, a legitimate no hoper. That had that is one of the worst mandatories I have ever seen. Uh, maybe second to Kong Song, who fought uh, Josh Taylor earlier this year. That was l that fight lasted like 15 seconds. Uh, maybe the vintage Golovkin would have got him out, Sharameta, in the second or third round, but took him out in the seventh. Um, he, I thought that uh, his movement was, he was a little slow, a little bit slower. Power is still there. Accuracy is still there. Mean streaks, all still there from, from Golovkin. He'll be a player, whatever he decides to do. Uh, there's a fight with Munguia that's being rumored, according to Eddie Hearn, for the spring. I love that fight. Triple G, Munguia is electric. That's fireworks. It just it just comes down to what does Golovkin want? You know, he he, he all week long Golovkin was very ornery. Uh, he had that weird quote about Oscar De La Hoya that he wanted to kill him. Uh, so like, what does what does Golovkin want? Like, you can tell that he's a little pissed off or a lot pissed off. Uh, you know that how the Golovkin fights, um, how the Canelo fights went, and the fact that Canelo is not getting all the praise. Canelo gets to fight to fight at the Alamo Dome in front of uh, front of fifteen thousand. You know, Triple G's fighting in a, in a small theater with no fans. Uh, you know, kind of like a, a skeleton crew for his own. Getting kind of the secondary treatment. Still getting paid handsomely, though. But, you know, that definitely plays a role in what we're seeing from Golovkin from his psyche. You know, we had Todd Grisham on the show. He talked about it, um, about how Canelo or how Golovkin was just not in the greatest of moods all week long. But he, w he was flashing that smile after the fight. Maybe... You know, keep in mind, a 38-year-old trying to make 160 pounds. Can't be fun. But he came in ripped. Thought Golovkin looked good. Um, been seeing some crazy tweets. Uh, yeah, shocker. Some crazy tweets about, uh, you know, that Golovkin can be stopped. You know, but maybe by a Charlo or some of the other uh, middleweights out there. Come on, man. Like, I understand he, he's slowing down a little bit, Golovkin, but he's never even been knocked down before. Now we're talking about him getting knocked out. I mean, it's possible, but I, I don't think that – I think he's going to be competitive with just about anybody. That's Golovkin. I don't think anybody blows him out. I don't think anyone really stops him. You know, he is susceptible to the body. We saw Dervinchenko. Everyone's susceptible to the body. Show me a fighter that, that doesn't like uh, – I mean, that likes getting hit to the body. And I'll show you a liar. Uh, all in all, great weekend. We saw some some, some fights over on, on Showtime. Uh, they had a lot of uh, – weird night for Showtime. A lot of stoppages, a lot of cuts. Um, 
but uh, all in all, great weekend. That's two great weekends in a row. I wish next weekend had a little more, but you know, Christmas is coming. Uh, happy holidays to everyone out there. But we do have a fight on on the 26th. Fox is coming back. Uh, we have Ryan Garcia on January 2nd. It was also announced tonight that sometime in March, I think early March, we're going to have the rematch between Chaco Tito and Estrada. That got fans fired up. Uh, yeah, but Canelo is the story. Uh, Canelo Alvarez picks up another win. 30 years old at the top of his powers. Defense, accuracy, power, great chin. He's the man right now, and he's a great ambassador for the sport. I'm, I'm excited. You know, we got to start appreciating what we have. A lot of boxing fans talk about, you know, why don't we have this? Why can't the sport be like this? Why can't we be more popular? Let's start appreciating what we have. We just saw Anthony Joshua fight last weekend. Great performance. He's probably going to fight Fury next year. Canelo Alvarez is, is, is an all-time great, or is getting up there. And we get to witness him in his prime now as a free agent, maybe making the biggest fights possible. I'm excited. Not only that, Tiafimo Lopez, you see him tonight? He was fired up. Tiafimo was ready to run through a wall. Talking about uh, Devin Haney, talking about how he's the king, talking about his chest plate, <laughs> his king chest plate. So uh, there's a lot to be excited about if you're a boxing fan. Let's be excited. Let's let's embrace it. Let's head into the 2021 uh, excited because I, I tweeted out there's a bunch of great fights. There are some really, really good fights uh, on the in the first quarter of 2021. And I'm not just talking about. Uh, Mayweather and, and Logan Paul. <laughs> I did mention that in, in the list. But there are a ton. Of, uh, the first quarter is going to be exciting. I, I tweeted out. I'm trying to find the tweet. Uh, where is it? Yeah, first quarter. We got Garcia Campbell. We got Better Biev in his mandatory. We have uh, Kovalev versus Bechtabul. He's going to be awesome. Plant versus Truax should be decent. Teixeira Castano, I think, will be all action. Smith uh, Jr. going for uh, a, a title shot at 175. Jojo Diaz versus Rockmore. We got Burchelt versus Valdez. We got Parker Fa and Chuckle Tito versus Estrada. And I also think that Angelo Leo versus uh, Steph Fulton just got announced. So a lot of big things coming down the pipeline. A lot of big things coming down the pipeline for Inside Boxing Live. Coming to you this week, our year-end show. I have something really big planned. I'm hoping we get this special guest. And I'm going to give out all the awards. Um, we're going to have a, a great time, as we always do. We're going to give out you know, Fighter of the Year, Fight of the Year, you know, quirky stats, quirky moments. I'm going to do another weekend recap that's going to come to you on Monday. I love doing those. Um, a, lot, a lot planned. 2020, you know, started off terrible. It still is terrible. We're going through a lot of stuff outside of just the whole boxing realm. But this has been a good year boxing-wise, all things considered. I think 2021 is going to be great. I'm optimistic. It's okay to be an optimistic boxing fan. Thank you so much for this. listening to this quick, instant analysis. I'll try to do more of these. We're coming back to you. This week with another Inside Boxing Live. Thank you, everyone. Canelo Alvarez is the man right now.